listener, welcome to uh, another fill-in episode of Two Grown Men, another One Grown Man. It sounds weird saying One Grown Man. I think between us, James and I are two grown men, but but I'm quite small. So yeah, One Grown Man doesn't really work. Maybe two-thirds of a man? I don't know. <sighs> anyway, hello. Um, it's another fill-in episode. We try to avoid doing these, but unfortunately where there are only two of us and the show kind of relies on the two of us uh, they do sometimes become necessary Uh, these happen for various reasons I think at the moment uh, this is me drawing in the lead in terms of whose fault they generally are Uh, not that not that we've really got a blame culture going on here there's there's too much love between me and James for that but yeah this time I, I was the one who couldn't make it to recording um, I had a couple of very good reasons, and normally James and I would try and uh, pull something together, have a conversation over Skype or something, but he had stuff going on too. I will get into that in just a second. The reason I couldn't record properly today was I actually had to leave work. Uh, we normally record these episodes at the studio, at my work, and uh, at the end of the day, so about five o'clock, sometimes at lunch times. And today I had to leave work at at lunchtime because I had to uh, basically uh, come home and look after Amy and Noah. Uh, About a week ago, maybe uh, Thursday last week, Amy uh, had her flu jabs because she's uh, pregnant she gets kind of a priority on flu jabs. They encourage you to get them because it's a really bad idea getting flu if you have a baby inside you, apparently. So, yeah, she got her flu jab. And last time, when uh, when she was pregnant with Noah and she had a flu jab, she felt pretty rough afterwards but figured that maybe it was a coincidence or whatever. Um, this time she feels really rough. It's uh, one of those ironies, uh, the... Uh, kill or cure what doesn't kill you makes you a stranger sort of situation apparently now this is something i didn't know or i'd completely misunderstood about uh, i figured the reason she was feeling ill was because when they um vaccinate you that they, they do it by giving you a little bit of a bug uh, apparently that isn't the way the flu jabs work but what they what they do do in some people is they boost your flu-fighting antibodies or something, and uh, and that means that the with the antibodies kind of roiling around, it you get a lot of the same symptoms that that you get from flu. I don't know if that's actually the the uh, if that's actually medically accurate, but certainly she had her flu jab, and for the second time, she's been just completely exhausted achy all over just a complete state she's not really been able to eat that much because her throat hurts and and when um and this is another thing i didn't really realize uh, amy had glandular fever sometime before we met each other when she was in her uh, late teens or when she was at university i think and um i think i've known people who had glandular fever when i was a kid i get the feeling that if memory serves me well and it doesn't always but there was one girl at secondary school who actually ended up taking a year out with glandular fever and then 
recovering for a little bit and then having to go off again. Now, I don't think Amy's lasted quite that long, but what I didn't realise is that once you have it, it's one of those conditions that kind of, you're never quite, your glands are never quite right again. So um, whenever she gets a cold or something like that, she has quite a lot of problems with her throat. So that meant that she couldn't go to work, but at the same time, it means that she's not really in any state to look after Noah. Um, it's very unlike Amy to get ill, or certainly it's unlike her to um, allow illness to get on top of her to the point that she can't go to work or, or can't do uh, basic stuff around the house. But this has really sort of taken taken out of her. So I'm very lucky that my uh, my employer allows me to um, take a little bit of time off for emergency childcare and, and family stuff. So I'm able to take, take the time off for that. So that's what, so that's what I've been doing, but it did mean I wasn't around to record the episode this week. And, uh, James's big thing this week was today was his first full day back at work. So he wouldn't have been able to record at lunchtime anyway. Um, that meant that and the fact that I am not as good at doing all of the evening stuff by myself as Amy is, you know, all of the evening baby stuff by myself as Amy is, and also um, the fact that James was quite tired and a bit stressed out, I think, after his first night meant that all of the plans we had for maybe maybe doing a quick 20-minute episode together, uh, either over Skype or me popping over there, kind of fell through. I, I think, to be honest... It, it was on me. I could have pushed it a little bit, but um, I failed. I failed you, and I failed James, and I failed the podcast. I'm sorry, listener. Um, I'm sure James will talk about his first day back next week. Yeah, one thing that one thing that today has kind of allowed me a little bit of the weekend as well, but mainly today, was it. It did mean that I got to do a bunch of things for the first time that I haven't really done before. Um, and it's going to sound ridiculous that I haven't done these things before. Uh, for example, I took Noah to James and Nicola's house. So I, did, I did the childcare run with Noah this morning, which I've never done before. Um, certainly, I've never driven with Noah in the, in the car by myself before. Amy's always been in there with us with us whenever I've driven in the past. So. Um, so that was exciting and a little bit nerve-wracking. I'm not the most confident driver in the world, but I generally feel like the people in the car with me are safe. And yet I did kind of feel the pressure in the hours leading up to, um, in the hours leading up to knowing I was going to be driving him around a lot today. Yeah, so it, it was a little bit weird because I have got I, I've got a little bit more confident with driving. I'm I had a few driving lessons when I was about seventeen, but then uh, I didn't actually get my driving te- uh, my driving license or pass my test until the beginning of this year. After about a year and a half of doing lessons, I failed a few times. So um, I, I don't think my brain's as plastic as a seventeen-year-old. So I had a bit of trouble, a uh, bit of trouble picking up the basics. And 
yeah, so it was a, it was kind of exciting and a little bit weird driving Noah around. Um, in the first instance, I drove him over to uh, Nicola's. That's uh, James's wife. It's actually James and Nicola's and Scarlett's house. But specifically, it's Nicola who's been looking after him in the mornings. Just, uh, just uh, I, I, when I say him, I mean Noah. She looks after James in the mornings as well. But um, specifically in this instance, I'm talking about Noah. Uh, so yeah, Nicola's been very kindly looking after him. So I've been, uh, uh, so I took him over. I've never done that run before. I, I think the trip to James and Nicola's house is the journey I have driven the most, but normally I end up doing it on my own. Um, or the whole family's in the car. So it, it was quite unusual taking Noah over there. Uh, embarrassingly, this was also the first time I had to take the car seat out of the car. And, uh, and later on, it was the first time I had to put the car seat back into the car. It is a little bit humiliating admitting that because I've been with him plenty in the car. There's really no excuse except to say that it just hasn't ever come up. So I, I learned how to do the car seat after six months of us using that car seat. Um, and yeah, I did the handoff and I took him, I took him into James and Nicola's house. I don't think I've ever seen James that early in the morning. That was quite exciting. Um, Scarlett was very happy to see him and the dogs were very happy to see him. And I was basically getting this insight into something that Amy's been doing a couple of times a week for the last couple of weeks. Or, well, if you count her taking him to the childminder just in general, it's been going on for months and I've just never done it before. Um, I also had to go and pick him up from the childminders. He's been going to that childminder for a really long time, and this is the first time I've ever driven there by myself. So again, that's another slightly humiliating thing. I, I went to pick him up, and the childminder was there at the door with him. She was very, very helpful. It wasn't. It wasn't the main childminder. It was one of the people who works there with her. She was very nice. She was very helpful. She recognised me, uh, and I'm really bad, so I, I only really recognised one of them. Um, but she did start telling me loads of stuff about his day there, and uh, I had to check in with Amy later on because I'm not very good at... I don't think it was small talk, but I'm not very good at small talk, and it presented a little bit like that. So I wasn't really sure why she was telling me all this stuff, but apparently... Um, Amy shamed me a little bit when I got home because I said, do they, do they normally just tell you everything he's done that day? And she said, well, I mean, normally I ask. So uh, clearly they thought I'd be interested because Amy always is, whereas I was just kind of glad to see him and worrying about the car seat at that point and it, whether I was going to be able to put it back into the car okay. But it does raise the question, and hopefully we'll remember to pick this up in next week's show or a show in the future there's this term that's started going around uh, mainly in blog posts written by people who who are self-designated as this thing the term is default parent the uh, the main blog post i remember seeing was uh, are you the default it was headlined are you the default parent if you aren't sure you almost definitely aren't and um, 
and it kind of speaks for itself the term default parent it means the the one who is always thought of as the parent the one who's going to be doing most of the things with the child but there's a judgment in there it feels like and i don't think it's entirely always fair this judgment it it was uh, the one particular blog post I remember reading, and I and I think nearly every time this comes up, this term comes up, it's used in in kind of this way. Uh, took very much took the tone that it's a hassle and typically patriarchal that the woman always gets considered the default parent, but at the same time it's fucking awesome, and uh, <laughs> there is this. Not maybe not for every dad, uh, or certainly for every working parent, but uh, th- there is this uh, central uh, contradiction or paradox there, which is that you sometimes, a lot of the time, you get treated or you feel like you have left your partner at home with the baby um, or the child. As if you've dumped them with the hard job when actually you would like nothing more than to stay at home with the child. In my particular case, um, to, you know, to be the one who takes that role. In my particular case, uh, there was never any question that Amy was going to be staying home with Noah. And, um, it, it was one of those frustrating conversations where I wanted there to be a discussion because I quite wanted to be the one who stayed at home with him. And, um, and she kind of put her foot down. We normally discuss all of the really big decisions, but this was one of those ones that was just kind of assumed. So I think the, the default parent thing is one of those weird have your cake and eat it to, uh, things in modern parenting where you get to be a martyr but at the same time really get to like toot your own horn and be smug at the same time and it's it's very weird i don't think i really like it um other things that happened today the sale slash purchase of houses is moving on it meant that this evening amy and i had a phone conversation with our mortgage person about the life insurance. Uh, if you've never bought a house, you might not know that you, that most lenders insist that you get life insurance for both partners or for whoever's responsible for the house. So that they're covered if, uh, um, so that there's cover if one of you dies and, and the house ends up getting, uh, bought outright, uh, by the insurance. So. So basically, I'm, I'm literally worth more at this moment uh, to Amy dead than I am alive, which is one of those things. Um, and yeah, actually, nearly every couple that you know who owns their own house um, and has a mortgage, they're probably in the same situation as well. But uh, I remember it being quite difficult the last time. Uh, the last time we had to do this life insurance conversation because the questions, there are a lot of questions about your health and uh, specifically there's a point where there are questions about your mental health as well um, 
which can get a little bit sticky. You've got to have you in the last five years, have you in the last 10 years, sort of caveat in there. Um, and I have that difficult situation where I don't, I don't suffer from diagnosed depression, but I know that I have, I have in the past suffered from situational depression, like a particularly bad breakup or a particularly bad situation at work. We're talking about literally two or three times in 20 years that I've had to take a few days off because things got on top of me so much. So, um, it was a little bit sticky last time. This time we had this interesting situation where I was asked, uh, the question, have you suffered from anxiety in the last, uh, anxiety or panic attacks in the last five years? And I had to say, well, no, I thought I was having anxiety attacks, but actually it turns out I've got asthma. Uh, as I'm sure if you've listened to lots of episodes of the show, you already know this listener. Um, and now I'm intrigued as to, as to which would have looked worse and impacted more on our insurance because the, the next question was, have you got asthma or anything like that? So, Also, if my dad had just waited a few years later for uh, for his first angina attack, which led to the, his heart attacks and his diabetes and stuff like that, I and mean, if he just waited a few more years, uh, he would have saved us something like eight quid a month. Um, so yeah, his shitty lifestyle has really impacted on... Uh, on our insurance situation, which is a bit sucky. Parents are so selfish. That's it. That's literally the most interesting stuff that's going on in my life this week. As I said, I hopefully James and I will be able to get in the studio again properly next week. Uh, until then, you can go back and listen to our previous episodes uh, if you haven't already. They're at twogrownmen.net. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes or anywhere where podcasts can be subscribed to i guess uh, you can email us at 2gmpodcast at gmail.com uh, we like getting feedback and we always get lovely feedback so uh, if you've got something to say about the show positive or negative we'd really like to hear it there or in the comments to this episode um, or uh, on the facebook page or on twitter you can follow us on twitter at at 2gmpod or I am Nick Sight, N-I-X-S-I-G-H-T, and James is James Mob. Um, one thing I will say is if you do listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher or somewhere like that, and you do like what we do, uh, please do rate and review us. Um, it's, uh, it's always nice to see reviews on there. But it can also uh, it can also put us in front of other listeners, uh, other users of iTunes or of those services. So um, if you like us, it's nice to share us. Uh, episodes also go out on SoundCloud and YouTube. There should be links to those at the site twogrownmen.net. That's a to the number two, by the way. I don't think I made that clear enough. Um, to the number two, grown men, all one word. I guess that's me done. I am very tired, listener. I've been putting this off all night because I hate doing solo podcasts. So uh, it's now very late. There's a very good chance I'm going to pass out while sticking this through Audacity. So uh, 
if there are more ums or errs or incredibly controversial things I, I've said about people using their names and everything uh, left in, that's why it's because I've passed out on my computer and just accidentally stuck this on the website. Um, so uh, before I get myself in any real trouble, I shall say goodbye and hopefully... Uh, we'll speak to you next week. We love you, listener. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.